What is going on? Oh, yeah. It's your boy Preston, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with another episode with Kung Fu Sifu Santa. That's right. And special guest, Master or Remaster Frank Jang. That's right. We are back again for the newest episode. Hold on. Hold on. We can't leave it at that. Remaster Master, Kung Fu Commentary King, Criterion Concierge. Connoisseur. Connoisseur. And, and... Producer of the new Bruce Plotation documentary, Producer Boy. Producer Boy. Yeah, man. And the crowd goes yeah. wild. Every, every month, it's going to be a longer and longer introduction. <laughs> well, welcome again, back everyone, to the newest episode of Action Film Autopsy. Frank, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me to this uh I guess uh, what I guess uh, like a six month, a half year review of the action film autopsy. So yeah. well, you're always you. welcome. Thank you are you, always welcome. Uh, and I quick, was being, uh, I was, go ahead, I was Rick. Being to ask Frank, Frank, were you the one who put uh, Shout Factory in touch with me? Yes. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, Frank and I are both back back in action. We used to do. Uh, we're not doing commentaries. But we're doing, but we did uh, little documentary films too. We did that for David Severin over at uh, Severin, and also so, for Shout. I also did interview. I also did interview for Shout. So yeah, yeah, and, and they also got me on a separate one. I think a completely separate box set of Shaw Brothers things, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. Good, and, nice. Uh, well, that's cool. So that's what's happening here now. Let's shall we shall we begin or should we say hello to everybody out here? Hello, oh, we everybody. Say, we gotta say hello. Heather saying hello. What's going on? Hey. There we go. We got Jet Tiger in the house. Michael Gonzalez. That's right. And other badasses showing up. Um, let's go ahead and, yeah, we go ahead and just jump right into it. As, is, as is tradition, every yeah. action film autopsy, Rick is always ahead of me. <laughs> and he's seen <laughs> everything, and I have not, but it's always fun discussing. And we have Frank here who's seen some of the items, uh, some me, of the projects uh, here. But we're going to have a blast. Both of you guys do something else for your life except me what i do all day long is this i just type 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 all day long or yeah. i watch the screen and yeah. then type 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 you guys run around and do stuff so i i watch movies and write about write books for a living so that's what i do anyway anyway anywho kick it off yeah let's, first let's film let's project proper introduction which is Let's get ready to grumble. <laughs> ah. Extraction two, electric boogaloo. There you go. All right. Uh, I was a fan of the first one. I, I know it's not perfect, but I loved uh, Sam's direction. And uh, I, I just really enjoyed uh, the action set pieces and stuff like that. Are I'm you- looking forward to the sequel. I've not got around to it yet. I'm planning on doing a review next week. But Rick, uh, what do we got going here? Better? It's very, it's very, very simple. Another okay. thing is that this most of this episode, except in one really major case, is been there, done that, seen that. Uh, looks 
looks familiar somehow mm. and deja vu all over again. An extraction is the same movie, but different. The one thing that I liked about it, I like Sam Hargrave. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not totally the usual John Wick for uh, Fast 10 kind of video game, uh, physiology video, video game action, but it's close. Okay. He, makes it, he grounds it a little bit more. It's more G.I. Joe. It's more action and active, and it's strong, but it's still basically a superhero movie. And my feeling is that I'm anxious to see your review next week, Pat, because if you, my attitude is if you like the first one, you'll like this one. I, I, because of my age, I'm always looking to love stuff now, not just like it. And also because I've seen so much, you know, I've, I've, had, I've had 65 years or, or about of watching movies. I, I have a higher threshold. It's just like my food intake. I want everything to be great, not just good. I want it gotcha. to be amazing. I want to have a transcendent experience every time. But something like this, which is done well, which is done, I mean, but it's still what it is. He should have been dead 3,500 times during this. Right, right. But he's not. But at least at the beginning of the movie, my favorite, my favorite part of this movie is that it starts with, with it starts with them for 15 minutes showing you how he survived the last one. Okay. Wow. At least they don't say, you know, he just yeah. walked through like John Wick. Okay. No, they say, no, he's very badly wounded. He has to go through months, if not years, of rehab and right. all sorts of stuff. So that's cool. But okay. then the action starts again, back to normal. Right. Okay. I'm surprised they did that, to be honest, that whole 15 minutes. Yeah, that's another point I wanted to make up, which is important for another major thing we'll be talking about later this episode. I, if, if he has a physical reaction, I want characters to learn things. I want characters who, yeah, who learn things. That's, it's that simple. It in, engages me in story me care about them but here he, it just put it back to normal at no point since i worked with all last year i worked with somebody who spent you know 30 years in the military it has an effect on you you know ptsd and so for it for our hero from extraction 2 to just walk into the action and have no psychological echo I know now from all my research and all my work that that's just not realistic. But hey, it's a it's a Netflix movie. It's by the guys who did Extraction One. They gave me they gave me a, a crumb at the beginning, and they're going to give you a lot of badassery for the rest of it. So, okay. So I can't put it down, but it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Copy all right. That. Copy, Copy that. that. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, we got Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. So everybody vote. How many people uh, of you two? How many saw it? I've seen it. I saw you, it. You did okay. see it. I did okay. see it. All right. What do you think? Three D. I saw it in three D. Yeah. Ooh. How'd you like nice. it? Well, I'm sorry. Um, you know, some of you may. So I know Rick's gonna get on my case, but you know, some of you knew that I'm a big Michael Bay fan. Okay. I love drone shots. <laughs> and I've always said, no, I've always said that of the Michael Bay, you know, the five Michael Bay Transformer films, the fourth and the fifth one are really the best in terms of the technical, you know, I mean, oh, I photography, I technical is everything. Okay. So to me, 
seeing well first i was already kind of let down by bumblebee when i saw bumblebee okay because it was okay. a, it was a much smaller scale movie and then and then this came along and again it was uh rather dis- i mean it was a letdown for me and I, i'll get i'll tell why okay well, first obviously the action when it comes to the action cinematography action choreography you cannot compare with michael bay michael bay everything in michael bay is such so much bigger i'm you know bigger more explosive everything is bigger and more right. uh-huh. this was like yeah. Right. So come like this is almost like you're watching it's almost like watching a TV movie version of a Transformer. You know what I mean? And and second thing, and also the choreography wasn't very clear. Sometimes you have fights where you don't even you can't hardly tell who's fighting who, especially between uh Prime and the main bad guy. Okay. Now second thing is well, third actually there are three things I don't like about it. Okay. So the first thing I told you the first thing. Second thing was um, I didn't like the fact that the bad guys kept having the upper hand until the very last fight or the climax. It, it really, it kind of frustrating because you, know, you don't have a moment early in the film where the good guy at least won, like, like win the fight, chase him away, whatever. Every fight in the film until the finale ended with the bad guy somehow getting beat up or, or you know, trash, hmm. you know, you know <clears throat> defeated. Okay, let's put it, defeated. And the third thing is, I'm thinking I'm going to offend somebody when I said, you know, I'm, what I'm about to say is going to offend somebody for this last thing that I don't like. But I'm sorry, the two leads just aren't attractive. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry, you know. I mean, I don't. I mean, look, I, I have to be honest. I don't know who they are. I don't know what their password was, especially the Ramos guy, yeah. the Hispanic guy. But they're no, they're not Mike, they're not Marky Mark. They're not Megan Fox. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, all the girls in the Michael Bay film are gorgeous, right? All three uh-huh. girls, all gorgeous. Uh-huh. Here, I think they're just too normal. They're too too ordinary. They're too ordinary, and it just it just didn't strike me as somebody who can actually take on these 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 you know bad robots. So were the, it, were it the took char- me out of the picture. It took me were, out of the picture. Were those, were those two uh, characters? Had, did they have any character, or they were just kind of generic? Well, that's what I was going to say. But first, I'm saying, send all your letters to complain. <laughs> Frank Jang, care of, you know, I hate I hate Hispanics. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, no, 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 that's what I mean. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, they are too ordinary. <laughs> oh, man. What I'm saying is, they they don't have the charm or the charisma gotcha. or gotcha. they're not individual enough for me. Like okay, okay. okay. right. Come okay. and mark him right. Like if you go back, okay. Look, look, I've always said the last night was my favorite transformer film. Okay. Wow. You go back, you go back to either the last night or even the one before Age of Extinction. You listen to every single thing that Mark 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 Wahlberg said in those in those films. Every line is like every line is a reflection of his character. Here I, I don't get it. I didn't see it. You're okay. right. No, I agree with that. And by the way, change your letters of complaint to ilovedrones.com. <laughs> I love explosion.com. But be that as it may, no, I have to agree. Uh, this was like a TV movie. And I was mm. very glad I saw it on my screen. Okay. And I was just going, I'm so happy I didn't go to the theater for this. It's still fine. Right. And, you know, the, I... Unlike your stuff with drones, I I judge Transformer movies by how much I can tell. I I I was annoyed in the first couple of Transformers that when they transformed, I couldn't tell what was going on. I mean, there were so many pieces, and it and it was just like confusing. 
this was a little better with that. I also was a, I also felt that this was a a cheap jack. Hey, champ. Hey, champ. Or blaze. Um, I also was annoyed because it was an obvious grab by the studio to make it into a, uh, a universe. Oh, okay, kick, right. kick it off. Yeah, the GI, when the GI Joe sh show up. Right. Which, of course, I'm happy for my friend Larry Hama, the co-creator of that whole world uh, for Marvel. Uh, but at the same time, and the guy who introduced me to Japanese and Chinese action cinema. But at the same time, it's kind of like when it's that obvious and everything. And it's kind of and I also agree with you that I wanted. What did you think of the fighting? I thought the fighting was OK. I just don't like the fact that in some cases, especially in the finale, you can't tell who's fighting who. And also, mm. uh, again, it's to me, it's a scale issue. It's a smaller scale film. And yes. when you already tasted something big like the Michael Bay stuff, it's kind of feel like a letdown. That's all. You know what I mean? It's a TV dinner after. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's like a TV yeah. dinner after Omakase. You know what I mean? <laughs> there we go. I love that stuff. There you go. Here you go, Rick. I need another commentary with Rick, Frank, and Bobby Samuels <laughs> eating dim sum yes. while they watch the movie. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> Good. Oh, that was my great. Goodness. That was great. So, Transformers, again, if you pay for it, you may not be that. Wait for it to come on streaming. But even so, it's still not great. It's fine. That's pretty much the code, except in one glaring instance on this episode. Everything's okay. Gotcha. Nothing's really great. Everything's okay. Yeah. And and I just want to point out two two more things on this film. One, I saw actually I did see it for free because I'm a cinema member and I get a free ticket. So anyway, so I kind of saw it for free, which is fine. Nice. And I saw it in 3D, but the 3D wasn't very outstanding. 3D mm. was just kind of mediocre. It's still okay. Yeah, it's still okay. Yeah. But again, just like, I mean, I can, I mean, look, I cannot believe that girl can do what she did in this film. And also, I have to say one thing about Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I know everybody loves Michelle Yeoh. She won the Oscar. She's great in, you know, she's great in Star Trek. She's great in everything, everywhere, all at once. She's great in um, the new thing, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the American thing. I mean, the Asian. American uh, born Chinese. American born Chinese. Yeah, she's, oh, she's fantastic in that. But I think here, she was just being too Michelle Yo, if you know what I mean. Like, uh, well, that's, no, that's what they asked her to do. Hmm. She would not have done that unless they had asked her to do that. To be Michelle Yo, to sound yeah. like Michelle Yo. Yeah, right. they wanted to. They wanted her to Michelle Yo. You know, Michelle, you've seen. We've seen all of Michelle's work. You know, she's great in Yes, Madam. The only time she's ever not great is when she does things like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon Two. <laughs> You know, which that, is, that didn't happen, Rick. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I wish it did. But anyway, all right. Okay. But again, it took, yeah, it took me out of the picture. That's all. Like, when yeah. I hear it, that's Michelle Yo. It took me out of the picture. What did you, did you like it more than Bumblebee? Yeah. Oh, that is a good question. Um, I I did like it more than Bumblebee. It is a bigger scale movie than Bumblebee, but still not, it's still not at the Michael Bay level at all. You know, not now, at all. Abstraction okay. two. And Transformers on a scale of one to ten, what would you give it for this one? Yeah, action scale one to ten. Yeah, one to ten. Uh, six. There you go. Okay, that's what I figured. Extraction seven, eight if you like badassery. All right, so now let's move on to. <laughs> no, that's all right. You okay. know, we got the drone lover, we got the badass lover. <laughs> okay, Marvel's. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. 
Now, all right, here we go. Progress. It's a six-episode show, basically a six-hour event. Only two hours have been out so far. Does any has anybody else besides me seen it? I haven't seen it. No. No. Okay. No. Okay. I saw. I saw them both. The first episode annoyed me. Okay. But the second episode made me feel better. At least the second episode exists to explain why the first episode was annoying. But at the same time, I sort of went, well, why did you do that? Why did you? You should have not made the first episode annoying. That's a bad. You guys don't have the time for that. Can we all agree that Marvel has dropped the ball? Yes. They had the world by a string. They had the formula, and they sort of went, all right, we have the formula. Screw that. Well, I would – you talk about the movies or the TV, though? Everything. Well, Everything. I would kind of disagree on Guardian of the Galaxy 3. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, but again, I don't – that's not even Marvel anymore. That's James Gunn. That's James Gunn, okay. Right. But And I didn't, I didn't think it was fantastic. I thought it was very good. The ending still bothered me. The ending, they didn't tie up it. And the ending happened because they got to the end. I'm going back to Earth. Well, why are you going back to the Earth? I just am. I go see my grandfather, and and everything's fine. And nothing, you know, it they rushed the ending. Right. That was that. But for the rest of it, what now that James Gunn is is out, and James Gunn, we'll be getting to James Gunn's problem very soon too. Speaking of that dropping the ball, <laughs> we'll get to that very soon. But Marvel had the formula of creating audience involvement by introducing all their characters individually and building, each one building on the other, and all making them human and all making them careable. Even though they become extremely powerful, they start as recognizable human. And then suddenly Eternals comes out, and boom, everything is effed up. They, they just dump huge amounts Oh, yeah, these guys have seen the last 10 years of our movie, so obviously they've gone into all the Marvel comic books and read everything, so now they're ready to go. No, that's never the case. And so now they're just dropping the ball left and right. I mean, I complain endlessly about the make, the introduction of America Ferrara, I think that was her name, in uh, uh, Doctor Strange. American Chavez. Yeah, American Chavez, thank yeah. you. And, you know, again, who the heck is she? I don't know who she is. I read the comics. I don't know who she is. Do they tell us anything about her? Do they give her any discernible character trait? No. And also, the other thing is, it's no longer Marvel. It's now Rick and Morty. It's all Rick and Morty. They have Rick and Morty writers writing the movies, and they're all in the quantum realm, and they're all in the uh, multiverse. And as what what do I always say, guys? Can we say it in unison? When anything is possible, nothing, nothing is, is interesting. interesting. Yeah, we'll try that again. When anything is possible, <laughs> nothing, nothing is, is interesting. interesting. <laughs> so now here we have Secret Invasion, which is from a comic book, I mean, a limited series about the scrolls, which they have introduced. They've introduced the characters. They've got Nick Fury. They have, they have revealed early that this is a story of Nick Fury tricking everybody into thinking that he's weak and useless. And then by the end of it, he's the old Nick Fury again. They had to tell us that to get people, because apparently from the latest rumors, you know, both pro and con, 
people, not a lot of people are watching this. And I don't blame them, but I really like it because I, Samuel L. Jackson is great. And all the, all the actors on this thing are great. Olivia Coleman is great. So I'm watching it just for them. And it looks like a really good, it's like Andor. In that Andor threw out all the kind of crappy Star Wars. Okay. And did a legitimate war movie. Okay. Spy movie. And Secret Invasion seems to be doing that too. But it doesn't, it doesn't have the, the strength. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm hoping it's great. The action is good. Let me tell you that uh, Trian Milanov, Troy, who also did the choreography for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Honor Among Thieves, the latest Dungeons and Dragons movie, did the action in, in Secret Invasion. And there's a really nice fight scene in the second episode of Secret Invasion. I mean, right. it really has scrolls you know, these renegade scrolls, they just wade through all these humans and just treat them like garbage. I mean, it's in a, it's it's actually in a butcher shop. And the super hmm. scroll starts, not super scroll, but the lead scroll just starts putting guys on meat hooks. And I sort of went, okay, all right. He's fighting in character. And Olivia Coleman fights in character. And Nick Fury isn't fighting yet because he's still pretending to be very weak and limp and lame so yeah it's worth seeing but i would recommend it's kind of like uh, the wandering earth frank in that i would recommend you watch the second episode first then watch the first episode really? of invasion. Yeah. all right that explains everything from secret invasion so you won't be annoyed by the first episode okay okay oh yeah by the way for the transformers the um the uh, choreographer the fight guy was shahob Radbari. Who also worked on my one of my favorite Netflix movies of the last year, The Gray Man. So, you know, I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't that happy with Transformers. Keep the day job, guy. Yeah. Well, no, you'll get you'll get work with Netflix and the rest, but you know, it won't be exceptional action. All now, right. speaking of exceptional action. Boom! Boom! Spider-Man yes. across the spider voice. Yes. Again. Another thing that I don't always say, but I often say, what I love about animation is you don't have to have the actors trained for 10 years to be really good. <laughs> you can just draw them really good. They're just drawn that way. But of course, and speaking of Rick and Morty, let's talk about this. I, I you know, we'll be getting into uh, the solo movie where, you know, Miller and Lord, the guys who did the Spider-Man, uh, animations they worked on that they were supposed to do solo but they were fired apparently if, uh, my fj sort of said that they were acting crazy on set so he understood why they were fired but even so everything else they do is really wonderful and they they really distinguish themselves from rick and morty you would think that across the spider-verse would be very rick and morty-esque but no, it has its own character. It has the Miller Lord touch. And it also has, I'm happy to say, my other favorite anime animation or anime of this last year was One Piece Red. If you have a chance to see One Piece Red, that is astonishing. Just amazing animation. And it's just like this movie in that they use every imaginable kind of animation, yep. put it all in one movie. Wow. But it also has its own character. All these different Spider-Men aren't 
indistinguishable. You can distinguish everybody. That's that's an astonishing accomplishment. From an artistic point of view, it's just babu. Yeah, no, no, this is a great, great sequel. Now, before I go into my thoughts on this film, I, I just want to point out the fact that I, I'm, I'm amazed that we have three films this year that have a cliffhanger ending. Cliffhanger, yeah. cliffhanger ending. First, we have Fast X. Second, we have this, Spider-Man. And then we're going to have Mission Impossible, which, of course, also have a, a cliffhanger ending. I just think it's amazing that we have three films with that kind of ending. So going back to Spider-Man, yeah, I'm an amazing sequel. The animation is so much... I mean, it, the first one is already very good. This one is even better. Uh, it has all I mean, all kinds of style merged into one. You have different style anime, what have you. And, you know, the funny thing was I completely forgot this was a two-parter when I went in to see this. So Hold like, on for a second. I just have to answer, say something to Anthony. Yes, you can wait. In fact, you're waiting. You're right. waiting right now. <laughs> but even so, we'll get to it. It's, yeah, we're, 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 it. we'll get to it. Go Thanks ahead. for showing up. Thanks for yeah. watching, brother. So, yeah. so like I said, when I when I when I went into saw the Spider Man because I've been so freaking busy, I had completely forgotten the fact that this film was actually the you know the part one of a two part, and so I was really expecting a nice little ending at the end. And then when I <clears throat> when I was watching it. When I'm watching it, I was always like, "How come they're spending so much time on the character, like like setting up the character, you know, with the issue, with the family stuff?" It's only until I saw the cliffhanger ending that I went, "Oh, that's right, this is a two-parter." So, so now it, it makes sense now. It makes sense they're kind of stretching out the story, which is, which is okay. I think had I knew and I remembered this was a two-parter now, but going back to the film, great story, great characters. I mean, the action sequences are amazing. The two nice. sequences. The one in what they call Mumbai, and you know the, the the Mumbai version of Manhattan, and and of course later on the chase on the on the on the train, amazing stuff, amazing. It's like this is why this has to be done in animation because you no way can you do this in real life, in, even with CG and stuff. No way. This I mean is the perfect comic book art movie. It's a it's an art movie. I mean it's an art movie. It's an art film, not just a comic book film. This is an art film. Every frame is beautiful. Okay, and then like Rick said, every character is distinguishable. And then it just kind of leads you into like, and then once they get to the twist, it's like, yeah, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming, which is of course, uh, the Flash also kind of have the same kind of same kind of twist, which I also like. But this was this was done in a better way. This twist was done in a better way, where you know he went to a universe where there's no Spider Man. It's like, wow, you know, that is kind of cool. And then of course you have that setup, you have that great review, and then now he's like, oh god, I gotta wait another year, at least two years now, I think. So, but no, this is a fantastic film. It deserves nice. all the success that it got, and, and I can't wait to see the last one. Yes, you can. In fact, <laughs> you're, you're waiting, waiting right now. Right now. <laughs> uh, Rick, is it, is it? For people stop. Well, you've already learned fact, but go ahead. <laughs> I slip sometimes. I can't help it. Yeah, but for the most but, part. Um, is this, uh, Frank and Rick, is this the third one? Is the, the final, or they might keep going? Oh, no way. The situation in, I would recommend to everybody, if you don't already, there's a podcast called The Town, which has people, experts in the world of Hollywood, talking about the reality of Hollywood as it exists. And I've learned from that that no, one of the reasons the Writers Guild strike, maybe the Actors strike, and all the rest of it, and you kind of have to feel bad for everybody because nobody knows what's going to happen now. At this point, we don't know if movies are going to movie theaters are going to survive. We don't know if streaming is going to survive. Nobody has the formula yet. So at this point, I understand these cliffhangers because they have to keep 
making something that will create interest. And they seem to, certainly the filmmakers seem to realize that the way to get people into the audience is you have to make a great movie. Because if you make just mediocre movies like Transformers and some others we're going to mention a little later, um, it's they're not gonna they're not coming. However, Spider-Man and the big clue is that it makes more money the second week than it made the first week. Yeah, that's crazy. Spider-Man and Elementals did that. Right. And so again, excellent work brings people into the theater. I mean, Hollywood always likes to pretend that it's something else that they can formulate, but it's never being the guy who's written the books on film history, it's always the excellent quality work that really makes it work. That that good point. And, and, and I tell you, like, I was surprised. You know, I normally buy tickets in advance when I go want to see a movie, right? So I bought advance tickets for Indiana Jones, and I bought advance tickets for Mission Impossible. When I went in to buy the show that I wanted to see, there was no one else has bought the tickets. I was so surprised. Wow. Well, you know, they, they're running into the same problem. You know, even even my friend Elisa, who lives out in California, she's having a hard time. She, I'm having a much worse time, but she's having a hard time finding a good movie theater because they're not putting money into the movie theaters. AMC in my town in Connecticut, AMC bought Bowtie, but because they don't know how the their profit's going to be this year, they put absolutely no money. They didn't even change the sign. They just took down the bow tie. They didn't even put up AMC. It's just in the window on kind of a little placard. And every single theater, the seats are warm. The place is smelly. They don't have the staff to police the, the yellers or the loud talkers. And I have to say, the even even when I went into New York to see One Piece Red at the at the uh, AMC? At, at the AMC, what is it? Uh, not uh, uh, IMAX. At the IMAX, mm -hmm. they still screwed up. One of the speakers didn't work, Jeez. and they kept the lights on during the first ten minutes of the movie. Please. So I, I, we all have, I would imagine, for I mean, I have a big 4K surround sound television that I bought at, uh, you know, the the. That's fine. At the warehouse store for three hundred bucks, two years ago. So again, I don't. And also, every time I went to see No Time to Die in the theater, I went to see uh, Dungeons and Dragons: uh, Honor Among Thieves because I wrote the Dungeons and Dragons uh, mystery novel. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I did one other recently uh, with my brother. Um, oh, John Wick Four. And they were all not superlative experiences so it's kind of like well anyway, i can I mean, tell you that regal is an exception but i'll talk about it when i when we go to the when we get yeah, to the flash we'll, we'll talk about regal but yeah, anyway. i'm not i'm not in i'm not in a, a city i'm in i'm in a city. right right so anyway so spider-man is awesome and now speaking of flash, all right so a while back i did a trailer reaction to the flash and i got the i got the my, my, my boy right here i got the michael keats Batman back here. And so trailers are supposed to do what they're supposed to get you excited. So the trailer for me got me excited. And I, at the end of it, I was like, the hype is real. Right. Yeah. But I was still smart. I was still like, 
probably should keep my expectations at a certain level. I really wanted to go see it. Didn't get a chance to. At this point, from all the stuff that I've been hearing, I'm probably going to wait till streaming. Yeah, but I've, I have to ask Rick because yeah. I've heard three different things about the Flash. All right, yeah. one, one, it was a mess. Two, it was fun. Three, it was a fun mess. No, it's not. A fun mess. <laughs> so which one is it? I, I think it's all three of those and more. Ah. However, I can tell you. I can guess why you reacted the way you did to the trailer, why you sort of went, the reason you went is because you wanted it to be good, but right. you had seen it all before. Yes. Everything yeah. in that trailer you saw before. Again, thanks to Spider-Man. Everything in that trailer, wow, there's two Batman or more. Oh my gosh, we got the multiverse and it's another world. Yeah. We did that already. No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home did all of that. So it's kind of like, oh, it's cool. I love Michael Keaton. And I love, you know, I don't love The Flash. Uh, the Flash has been, always been one of the softest superheroes that I grew up with. Even, even as a kid when, you know, the classic Flash, I went, okay, he runs fast. So um, it wasn't, Damn, he, it didn't go further. fire already. Yeah. Soft. <laughs> well, so of course, they made this into not a Flash movie. They made it into a Batman movie, yeah. a multiple Batman movie, a multiple multiple DC character movie. <clears throat> now you saw it, right, Frank? I saw it. So, so let what me okay, let me give you my two cents. First, I want to mention Regal because Regal recently opened a new theater in San Francisco, and I went to see this at Regal in 4DX, and I had a great time in it. The 4DX was fantastic. It was perfect for this film because every time you see shots of him speeding and all that stuff yeah. the chair moves forward it, it felt great and then with the bat wing flying on that stuff oh it, it was perfect it was perfect. i'm gonna try that one day yeah it was, it was perfect because originally i bought the imax ticket right and then when i decided yeah. to go see it in 40x i enjoyed it so much i canceled my imax showing and went to see the 40x and, and I, I and i i am glad i did that so anyway with, with that in mind i was surprised the film bombed i was really surprised and 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 i think i knew i knew why it bombed okay i knew first because of the Miller thing, right? Second, people knew, oh, DC is going to reboot, so this film is now it, it doesn't doesn't matter anymore. This is a lost leader, exactly. Right. This is a lost leader. This is an Aquaman, which I'm really worried about too. Aquaman too. It's going to be lost leader. So why bother go seeing it? Three, oh, it's going to be in Max in 45 days. I'll wait till it comes on Max. So I mean, mm -hmm. I see, I know why, I know why it bombed. I did enjoy it. I thought it was good, and and for someone like and again, it's, I mean, like for for us old farts. It's great to see Keaton as Batman. I think I'm serious. No, no. I mean, I think this film I works agree. for this film works for people above a certain age, and th those people are the one who've seen Michael Keaton Batman in the full movie theater back in 1989, which is you, you and me, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yep. so to see him coming back, it looks great. Now look, the guy is 71. He looks great. I mean, yeah. and when once he's in the costume, he looks great. And then he's almost like this is a new Batman film, like like Rick said. This is a new, uh, uh, almost like a, you know, new uh, Burton Batman film because his, his his Batman is back now. And and also, you know how much I like my comic book movie being dark, right? Yes. So so once I realized that that universe they're in has no Superman, and once I saw that they couldn't change the fate, like you know, like Supergirl has to die in this in this universe. 
Batman has to die in this universe. I love it. I thought this is great. I mean, this is not, you know, I mean, I know people was expecting maybe some kind of a, you know, typical, you know, DC light you know, entertaining fight. But no, yeah, this yeah. is dark stuff. Really? I know you, I know right. you're in your head. But I love it. I, lo I love that. I just love the idea that, okay, in this different universe, this is how things turn out. There's no winners. You know, the world okay. will get destroyed. The world will get destroyed by Zod. Yeah. Batman will die. Batman will die. No, great. There are, yeah, there are no winners, including this film. <laughs> there, was, there was no way this film could succeed i mean i completely understood it and i enjoyed it as as a guy i mean as a guy who grew up with i mean i had dc comics for 10 years before marvel showed up in the 60s so i love all these characters and they had that big nostalgia parade at the end of this film and i was so sort of like, cgi too may i add huh in bad CGI, may I? Yeah, bad CGI. So, uh, Frank, Frank, according to the, the the filmmakers, that was a creative choice. No, I know what he meant by the creative <laughs> choice, but still, it looks pretty bad. That's all. No, that's just a bad excuse. Yeah. <laughs> bad oh, CGI. That was a creative choice. That's so all the things you heard. Fat, it's not good enough. All of them are true. It's not one or the other. They're all of them. It is a mess. It is fun. It is a fun mess, and it's other things too, but it's not. One, the one thing it is not is great. The other issue that, you know, you already mentioned Ezra, but Ezra is secondary to the fact that he's playing the Flash. And the Flash, you know, it's just like Honor Majesty's Secret Service. It, it's a soft center. If it was a Batman movie, it was a Supergirl movie, that would be mm -hmm. a stronger center. The Flash is the, Flash is the tofu of superheroes. And, and but he doesn't even stick. He doesn't. Oh, even, he oh man! Three. This is brutal. No, it's true. No. So, again, I give this a six or a seven. Mm -hmm. If you go see it, you'll probably enjoy it, especially with low expectations. <laughs> no, but there was no way you could go to this movie without low expectations. Yeah, yeah. Every, almost everything going against it. Well, as right. mine, like, like as minor the Flash character is, is in this film, I have to say. Miller did a great job playing the two. Yes, he's different Barry. No, he was great. No, as an actor, as a performance. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, it was great, especially since he was doing both parts, but mm -hmm. it's irrelevant because the, the movie itself is familiar, deja vu. Uh been there, done that. And and it's still fine, but it's, yeah. it's seven at best. It's a I'm surprised it was best. you're giving it a seven. I'm surprised. I'll yeah, give it, it's I'll... enjoyable for me. It, I have nothing invested in this. Right. It's at least an eight for me. Now, now again, I have to say, like, I love that opening sequence. It's like straight out of a comic book sequence. Yeah, whole right. secret of the chase. That was good. I think I, I think it started off the film in a very good way, you know, the, with that opening chase with, with Ben Netflix's Batman and all that stuff. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, like I said, maybe the fact I saw it in 4DX really enhanced, enhanced the, it. the experience. Yeah. I think it, it was a perfect fit for this kind of film. So and also the little the little trick they do the several little tricks they do at the end, it's kind of like I'm going uh, by the end of it I just go okay now you're now you're just you're, now you're just you know <laughs> like you know we got nothing to lose is that a are you making a California roll Eric yes I'm making, making a sushi I'm making some sushi for myself <laughs> oh by the way speaking of that Mike Lambert did the uh, Choreography. Who who also did externals, Eternals, I should say. Zack Snyder, <laughs> Justice League, and 
and my favorite, Rise of Skywalker. So again, you know, it's the not, classics, Rick. The classics, yeah, really. You know, three of my favorite films. All right, so, so all right, I've got the message, Rick and Frank. I've got the message. That look, it's Flash not really is, a bad thing. It's not. Look, no, I don't think it deserves to be a bomb. That's the point. I, I that's okay. all, you know, it really didn't deserve to to make so less money as it should. Really, yes, so you, it did. But at the same time, if it didn't, I wouldn't have been surprised either. But I'm not surprised that it did. Copy that. Yeah, there's no reason to go see this. There's nothing emotionally invested in this one. Copy that. So you guys heard it here, guys. The Flash. The saw, Flash is soft, and he is the tofu of superheroes. Oh, and but, also, no, I, right. other thing that really bothered me about this movie, okay, because I'm a writer of of Playfair mysteries. They don't solve the mystery in this. Hmm. They leave that wide effing open. And I'm like going, yeah, you'll bring in George Clooney, but you won't you won't tie up the loose end, the huge loose end. And it's like, f you guys. Yeah, I I for for shits and giggles and for fun. Last a uh, couple of days ago, when I had my last live Q and A, um, <laughs> hanging out here with everybody on the channel, I predicted this just for just for shits and giggles. I predicted that Blue Beetle is going to do better, <laughs> make more money than the Flash. I just threw a Hail Mary, Rick. I was just like, you know what? It's a family movie. Most likely it'll come out when there's no competition. It didn't cost as much money to make than The Flash. Eh? I don't know. I'm hoping. I... My my issue with the preview that I saw was that all everybody's acting like they're on a sitcom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, like when I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, God, this is Miss Marvel all over again. Yeah, they're all do, they're all pretending that nothing matters. Yeah, that everything's a joke. It's just like the family in Miss Marvel, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's go straight to streaming this movie. No, oh, no. originally I, I think it was the original idea, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll we'll see how. But again, Blue Beetle and yeah, you have you have good reason to worry about Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's but keep it going. Oh, none of those are as bad as our next one. <laughs> oh, no. oh, this is gonna oh, get boy. good. This is why you guys are here. Here we oh. go. Da, da, oh, da, da, no. da, da, da. oh, I I'm seeing a sun Monday. Oh no. <laughs> well, I've had enough time to get over my problem. And I found if I if we had done this a couple of days ago, I'm still gonna tear it a new one because it's flaw, it's but mo I think you, Frank, will be able to get, especially because you have different tastes than me, you know, drone, the drone shots are great uh, and, uh, and all the rest of it. But no, you'll have some problems with it. It won't be. But my issue, when I first saw this, I, I was first surprised. And then I'll be honest, I was going to amend this word, but I can't because I remember how I felt. I was enraged. Offended? So you look, so you look like this, enraged. Rick. You look no, like I this. I was enraged by what they did to him. Oh. Here's the deal. I love heroes. I love Sherlock Holmes. I love James Bond. I loved Indiana Jones. Because as I keep people, you know, Producers, bad producers, always going saying because they did this to Lara Croft in the last in the last Tomb Raider movie. Oh, the audience has to identify with the hero, so we're going to make them vulnerable and weak. And look, I don't want to identify with James Bond. I don't want to James identify with Sherlock Holmes. I want to admire 
respect and want to emulate, even though I know I can't, those characters. And Indiana Jones had the perfect ending in The Last Crusade. Yes. He literally walked right into, rode, the rode into the sunset. Yep. And so I figured, uh, you know, Crystal Skull was a, was a prophetic aberration. But remember, there's one there's one magic thing, and I when I heard about this, I was a little concerned, and I have reason to be concerned. This movie is made by the same people who made Solo. And they did to Indiana Jones what they did, what to, they did to Solo. Oh, no. And when they got, and everybody said, oh, they got James Mangold, who did Logan. He's perfect for the end. It's Ferrari. No, he's not. <laughs> Logan is not Indiana Jones. Right. In this movie, unfortunately, he is. They turn him into, they turn Indiana Jones, my idol, into a depressed drunk. They make him vulnerable and they, they make him weak. They make him stupid. They make him pathetic. They make him sad. And the whole, the plot, the ending since then, I appreciated some of the stuff they do in the first half. They, you know, they bring him back to his origins. Yeah, when they de-age them and he's in World War II and they show his World War II stuff. And that's Indiana Jones and that's great. That's all I've heard, Rick, from everyone is yeah. the first 15 minutes is the best part of the movie. It is. They ha the, the rest of the movie has some good ideas and it has a pretty cool surprise. Although we've seen that surprise too in a movie called Captain America. But... But by making him pathetic and wretched, and then, and and I have to say, you didn't like the girl in Transformers, Frank. No. <laughs> you see the girl in this, the Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. You mean I'm going to hate this girl? They made her so hateable. Oh no! Again, this thing is just self-sabotaging. This is this is, I you know I'm not going to call out KK. Did. <clears throat> But, you know, after Solo and after some of the other decisions that Disney has been making, you know, this was done during the Chappic era. And Chappic has been sabotaging everything he could get his hands on. He sabotaged Lightyear. He said, you know, all the movies that have been coming out from Disney lately have been sabotaged. It can't be an accident. Everything was so good before Bob Iger left and so bad at when Chappic took over. And it's the same thing here. So this is just another version of Solo. This is the Indiana Jones version of Solo. They make him, it's just wretched. It's sad. By the end of the movie, you just feel terrible. And the way they, and some people don't mind the ending because they said, oh, he has a happy ending. Yeah, but it's not any of his doing. He's a victim throughout, mm. except in that Yikes. first few minutes. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm 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 making lemonade because they have some really cool time travel stuff and that cool surprise. And but yeah, I I just I, I I'm not enraged anymore. I'm just really pissed and gotcha. really disappointed. Were you surprised? Okay, so okay, so of course, without spoiling anything, would you surprised that like I guess Lucas is completely out of this, but Spielberg is still still a producer, right? Lucas so, and Spielberg are still the producers. Okay, so. 
But they could not have done this without Harrison Ford's approval, collaboration. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know how Harrison Ford feels about his characters. You saw what he did to Han Solo. You saw what he let them do to the young Han Solo. So, yeah, he sort of said, yeah. I'll go with it. It makes sense that he's a wretched, pathetic asshole. Mm -hmm. It's just something to act. Right. Because he doesn't want to hear. That's the great thing about, about Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. If you watch him in all the movies, he's always doing his best to do not just the, the blank kind of Captain America, mm -hmm. you know, one-dimensional character. Mm -hmm, but yeah. He does a great job playing the wretched guy. Show that picture again. Show the picture with the bulging of, eyes. Yeah, with the bulging eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's acting, but but you can tell that's not Indiana Jones. Right. And almost all my friends who've seen the movie, they all say the same thing at the end. That was good. I mean, again, it's a six or seven or maybe even an eight, but wow. that's not Indy. That is not Indiana Jones. And and to be honest with you, I don't get the hate for Crystal Skull. I thought Crystal Skull was okay. I thought it was good. It well, my problem with Crystal Skull uh, was was Mutt number one. That's another problem with this movie because the reason he's a, a depressed drunkard is because of Mutt. And my attitude is nobody in the audience likes Mutt. So <laughs> see you throw your life away because of Mutt, <laughs> not pleasing us. <laughs> and the and the other thing, and not pleasing me. And the other thing that I had a problem uh, with Crystal Skull uh, was that I knew the original script. Uh, and mm. it was so great, so oh. wonderful, a perfect ending. And again, Lucas self-sabotage. He said, no, I'm not going to allow that script. Uh, uh, Dennis Kulup, I think, did Indiana Jones 4. And everybody except Lucas... Everybody loved it except Lucas. And Lucas just said, no, I have the power. You're not doing it. So I thought they were going to take that script and do five. But no, they did something. They have some touches. But for the most part, they sabotaged it again. Wow. Well, Frank, you know, you really like Crystal you know, Skull. You probably will like this, too. I hope so. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the first 15 minutes of Crystal Skull. <laughs> no, I'll watch, I'll watch it again, but again, yeah. you know, because they try to be honorable, but they do make him into Logan, and he's not Logan. Gotcha. I mean, even the Crystal Skull ending, I thought was good. You know, when they get to the AD, uh, it has know. its fans. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. has its fans for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. No, yeah. it's just such a disappointment. When it could, what it could have been. Before we get on to our last movie, Warrior. Has anybody seen the first episode of the third season of Warrior? I have. What you, what you think, Frank? Uh, not Frank. I haven't seen it. Well, Rick, I enjoy the show a lot more than you did anyway. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> I loved it. There you go. I, lo I loved it. You know, the opening action set piece was so good. I yeah. was like, ah. Oh. I was like, yes, Warrior's back. Yes. That was a felt that adrenaline rush. I was right. excited. And, and you know, I... I knew I knew things weren't going to be easy. You know, I knew there was going to be some betrayal. We're, we're building some more character yeah. arcs with other characters. And I don't know if you can trust that person. And, you know, the story continues. And I'm, I'm happy it's back. And I enjoyed. I actually enjoyed the first three episodes. But yeah. Brett Chan is the choreographer in that. And by the way, Mike, Mike Massa 
is the choreographer of Indiana Jones, and he's Harrison Ford's double. Wow. So perfect is the choreographer. But Daniel Wu's not coming back, though, right? Huh? Daniel Wu's not coming back, right? What, for... Uh, Warrior. For Warrior? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. But I don't know. Hmm. Uh, my issue with the Warrior is the same thing that it's always been, which is, is <clears throat> Bruce Lee back in the 70s. That's what it is. So they're not going right. to... It's not going to grow... And it's not going to get better. It's going. They're going to stay doing the Bruce Lee from 1973. You know, the fan ghoul dancing on the grave. But hey, you know, if you like it and they're doing it well and they have a better cast this year and they have better action this year. Mark DeCascos is great. Yeah, so. Yeah, he's great in it so more far. Power, more power to them. But this next final project of the night. Speaking of that. Yes. You know, the wait is over. Bam. <laughs> An eye for an eye, the blind swordsman available right now on Haya. I, I have been, I have been ringing the death knell for Chinese action, kung fu act, or action, Chinese action. I've been martial arts action. I've been ringing the death knell since 1997, and I've been watching all these wonderful uh, and terrible. 75-minute uh, movies on Haya, uh, and some of, and one or two of them are really great. Uh, uh, Fearless Kung Fu King, really great. Uh, Taoist Master Kylan, really great. But this movie showed up, and I'm going, okay, it's another homage to to Zatoichi, the famous Japanese blind swordsman. And they did one, it's also in Haya. They did The Swordsman, which was a Korean film that had uh, that had Korean, Chinese, and Japanese swordplay in it. And it's exceptional. What the heck is that? Sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Did your building fall down? What happened? <laughs> it's just ice. That's all. Ice oh, machine. <laughs> you have an but ice no, go ahead. machine. The Swordsman wow. was choreographed by Kenji Kanagaki, and it was a Korean-Japanese co-production. It was awesome. But then I saw this, Eye for an Eye. It stars... How do you feel? Yeah, who was the star of New Legend of Shaolin and My Father's a Hero when he was, he was a little kid. He was a kid in My Father's a Hero and New Legend yeah. of Shaolin, yeah. He also was in uh, Ip Man Reborn, also on Haya. And uh, and uh, also other things. So I'm watching this saying, okay, this is going to be a Chinese homage to Zatoichi. Cool. Yeah. And I started watching it, and it it blew my mind. Nice. Every single thing in this in this movie. It's 75 minutes. It's an hour and 15 minutes. But it is from a completely different world than all these other ones. I'm going. I cannot believe they made this. It is so good. Technically, all the Chinese movies, they've got really great sets. They've got really great costumes. This thing is uh, written and directed by Yang Bingjia, who's a 32-year-old. That's another great thing about these made-for-streaming Chinese Aiki. What, I, what do I call it? Aiki Yi. Yi movies. That's the name of the company that puts them out. Aichi, come on. Aichi. They're giving all these young people their chance to, to do what they want. And apparently the Chinese Film Bureau don't even check them. 
because I cannot see how they let them get away with the exceptional everything in this movie. This movie is surprising on every level. I don't want to oversell it, but I don't think I can. And the other thing I love, do you have any uh, fat? Well, fat's uh, distracted. I'm sorry. Do you have any fight scenes from this? Do you have any clips? Oh, yeah, they need to talk. No, I don't, I don't have any fight clips. I just have some okay, images. Just go to Haya and watch this thing. The, the fight scenes are astonishing. There's no fight scene that's longer than three minutes. But there are a lot of them. And every second of those three minutes is thought out. Every shot is great. I dare say, I've seen all the Zatoichi movies. I have the box set. I've seen some outside of thing. I've seen uh, the television parts of, you know, huge hunks of the television series. And I have to say, in terms of how this guy fights, this is a real blind swordsman fighter. Even Zatoichi is sort of like supernatural. Everything this guy does makes sense once you realize he's blind. Even the swordsman, the, the other, the Korean one, he's partially blind. This guy's totally blind. And he fights like a blind man. He is so incredibly practical, number one. And number two, he's so incredibly smart. See, nice. that's why I don't like, that's why you're badass and I'm smartass. <laughs> And I'm wise ass. I want my <laughs> characters to learn. There's a man, go back to the poster. You had the poster up. Put the poster up. You see up the top there on top of his hat. You see the guy with the chains. Yeah. That's that's a monster character. That's a guy who the villain hires to take care of the blind swordsman because the blind swordsman is so dangerous. And the guy. He looks unbeatable in the in their first confrontation. It's that wonderful moment, like in the Zatoichi movies. In Zatoichi and the Fugitives, it's the first time in the Zatoichi movies that some one of the villains had a gun. And so Zatoichi does not recognize the sound of the gun because he's never heard a gun before. So he gets shot, and then he has to compensate. What this guy does, again, Zatoichi does that in his movie. But this guy in this movie, after the first fight, and he 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 very smartly disengages and runs. And then the next time, the next time they fight, three-minute fight, every single thing our hero does is shows you that he learned. Ah. He's ah. much smarter than you are. Oh, that's nice. But he's also <laughs> thank you. But he's also showing you how smart he is. Because the other great thing I love about the way these fights are, are conceived, edited, and presented is that even if you don't real even if you don't realize how smart he's gotten, he shows you how smart he's got. He's not leaving you behind, he's taking you along. But you know, and another reason I've always loved uh, martial art and kung fu movies, if I can watch them repeatedly. I still watch all the Lakala Young movies because I can every time I learn more Kung Fu in real life, I can watch the fight scene again and see more in the fight scenes. Same thing in this stuff. It's just kind of like, wow, yeah. You see what he's doing there? He's using this technique because he's blind, because he can't see where their eyes are. So once, and also he's not, 
I don't think there's a moment in this entire movie. That's another thing I love about I'm having fights with some of my Kung Fu friends now where they're talking about how to learn how to defend yourself. And I'm going, you learn how to defend yourself pretending on, uh, pertaining on how you're attacked. You can only really truly protect yourself extremely well if you're attacked. If you attacked, that means you're stupid. If they attack, that means they're stupid and you can take advantage of that. And that's what this guy, because he's blind, he doesn't attack. He waits till he's attacked. Again, just everything in this movie, I mean, I'm, I've already seen it three times. I'm going to see it more times. And I, I was happy because I'm doing a project now that you guys know about that we can't reveal until two weeks into July or one week into July that allows me to keep watching it over and over and over again. Gee, so what a project that is. That's something that happens uh, supposedly, reportedly, later in July. Yeah. So what, what could that possibly be? I mean, it seems familiar to something that we've done 25 times. But, hey, I'm not going to say it aloud because I was told not to, and I won't. That's a hint. This is the hint. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Frank, say it in Chinese. What? Say it in Chinese. Say what in Chinese? Chinese. Just don't use the name. Just don't use anything in English. Oh, you mean for the the thing? Yeah, for the project. There you go. There you go. Now you know. Say 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 the flash is soft in Chinese. <laughs> but yeah, I from the trailer, Rick. From the trailer, I was already like. I, I I know I'm gonna love this. I immediately changed my avatar, Facebook cover art. I just I, I know. There's so, one thing in that trailer. So stay tuned next week. That tells I'll, you it's a streaming I'll movie. I'll review it for you guys. That's, when he, cuts, that's when he cuts the uh, the little uh, what what are those little uh, wine jugs called? He cuts the wine jug. Gourd. Yeah. yeah, and the and the and, and the, what turns out to be gasoline comes out, and that looks cheap. That okay. looks like a cheap. Um, is it like the, the fire effect? No, the fire effect is awesome. Okay. It's real okay. fire. Okay. Okay. That's another great thing about this movie, except for that thing where yeah. the liquid comes out of the, the, the gas comes out, everything is real. So, Rick, I have to ask you yeah. because of this movie here, yeah. there's future. There's, a, there, there's hope for the future. I just pray that the Chinese Film Bureau doesn't realize that and start stopping this kind of stuff. I'm hoping they allow a sequel to this. I heard that there is a sequel. Yes. All right. But what happens is that once, once the 2 billion people in China, how, how many people in China at the moment, Frank, do you know? Is it 2.9, 1.9? I've lost count. It's something like that. Once, once, the, once, the, uh, once the government hears people enjoying something, they go, well, we got we to gotta dampen that. It's what they did to Wu Jing. You know, right. for uh, Wolf Warrior. Right. Wolf Warrior Two was so successful. There is going to be no. No, no, no. Wolf Warrior is so successful. They put him in both Wandering Earth Two and the Mag Two. Yeah. <laughs> but again, they're not going to let him do anything exceptional. I mean, you'll notice. You'll notice in the Wandering Earth Two, his big fight scene is cut to shreds. Right. They never. They never show him being individual. Yeah. So this guy is an incredible individual. So I just want to go, please, please let this continue. Please let this continue. <laughs> also, I want to see these great young directors like Yang Bing Ya uh, keep doing really great work and the government keep letting them do it. 
on streaming. So yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey, if it's awesome, we will, we will be there and we will watch it. It's out. It's on Haya. Haya. Viewers, links are in the links are in the description below of this video. Links are yeah, in the description below. Check it out. No, I just, I just want to find out that streaming in China does get less scrutiny than Chinese feature films that are shown in theaters because good. The Chinese film in theaters they have to go. The script has to be approved by you know by the government. But I don't think it's the case with streaming. I think they can just make the movie. They, they do hundreds a year, or dozens yeah. a year. But the problem, let me do my impersonation of, of, of a Chinese citizen. Are you ready to oh, do no. impersonation of a Chinese citizen? You know what they're doing? Watching behind the back. They're looking to see who's listening. Because that's the situation. Yeah. So if a lot of... So if yeah. a More lot in of, Hong Kong now, actually. I know. Well, Hong Kong is China. Is yeah. China. The Hong Kong is more China than China now. That's what it is. I know. So that's kind of like what happens is not only are they looking to who's listening, but they're also guaranteed that someone is. So the problem is that people have to know that they can't go outside and go, oh, did you see if I, Eye for an Eye? That's the best movie I've seen in years. You can't say it. You just right. can enjoy it and shut up. Gotcha. Don't tell the listeners that it's great. Yep. Meanwhile, we in America go to yeah. high now. Watch yes. double feature of the swordsman and eye for an eye. More for us. More for us. <laughs> yeah. Those are my three favorite right now. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, all of you that just arrived, we're going to do the quick, quick recap rating, thumb rating style. Quick recap of all the projects. Frank, you can join in on the ones that you did see, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up for today. But this was okay. a blast. But here we go. Really quick. Rick recap. Extraction two. Okay. Transformers. But you can't see my thumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Move it to the side, Frank. Move it well, to the side. Like there you go. There you go. All right. right. Use your right arm. Use yeah, your use your other arm. arm. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Move it toward your right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, there you go. Like Boom. All right. Bam. That's for Transformers right there in the middle. Yeah. All right. Secret. Agent. Whatever the fuck the shell's called. <laughs> 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 okay, that's, that's Rick's rating of it so far. I'll, I'll give you the review next month. Okay, there you go. There you go. Stay tuned, guys. All right, Spider-Verse. All right, two thumbs, okay? Four thumbs. All right. The Flash. I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. No, I'm, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Okay. I enjoyed it. All right, and, a, and a little, little tilt for Rick. All right. And Indy. Oh, no. <laughs> Indy. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. Frank's gonna like it. Frank, you're gonna like it. You're gonna I like hope it. So. I sincerely hope so. And I last, bam! Eye for an eye. Yeah, there you go. All you go. all fingers up. All fingers up. <laughs> I'm doing it already. I don't care. I already know I'm gonna love the movie. Can I do, can I do this? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a blast. Thank you all for tuning in on this episode of Action Film Autopsy. Don't forget. Check in the links below. Follow Frank. Follow the journey of badassity. Follow Rick. That's right. Check out the link for Rick's books. Hey, y'all know what you need to do. Get the book! Get the book! Get the book! <laughs> there you go. Y'all know what you need to do. I updated it just for you, Rick. That's right. That's right. Krypton is out. Voices from Krypton. Yeah. Yes. Great yeah. book. Yes, so y'all know what you need to do. Get the book, get the book. And if you're new here, hey, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and all that good stuff. Stay tuned for more interviews and movie reviews 
next week with the old samurai guy. And we see you guys. And we'll see you at a certain place in a few weeks. In a few weeks at a certain place. A place that shall not be named. Yes. 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 Oh, really quick, really quick, Frank. Dune trailer thoughts. Really quick. Oh, hell yeah. Oh no, I can't wait. No. Awesome. Awesome. Dune dude, awesome. No, no. Yeah. All I gotta say is wow. Wow, Frank. We got to do a review when that, after oh, yeah. that movie oh, comes out. We awesome. got to do it. Yeah. I mean, the trailer is awesome. I can't wait. Go. Well, yeah. we, we love you too, Golden. Thanks. Thanks again. Hey, Frank, you're <laughs> writing direct a better film than, than what film? What? Which film? Which, which film, film is that? I don't know. He cut off there. That's uh, all good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Tell us which film. The answer is yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the answer yes, right. is yes. Yes. Thanks for watching, guys. For sure. See you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye, Fortnite.